five score and twelve episodes ago, we embarked on a journey to talk about bourbon, great American whiskey, and today we continue that journey talking about American rye whiskey. I don't know how to follow up from that one. <laughs> it's such a fantastic intro. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So, this is a good drop, and we are talking about American whiskey once again today, rye whiskey. Hmm. Specifically, American rye whiskey, as opposed to what, as opposed to Canadian whiskey, which can also be called rye whiskey. Mm. Well, let's, yeah, let's get into the specifics of that straight up, because the um, Canadian whiskey, which is often referred to as rye whiskey for historical reasons. Very importantly, for historical reasons. <laughs> Why does it sound like you're saying that in air quotes? But may <laughs> not actually contain any rye grain in the mash whatsoever. Because hmm. Canadian rye whiskey can be... So a, a maker of whiskey can, if they've made it in Canada, call it Canadian whiskey, Canadian rye whiskey, or rye whiskey, as long as it possesses the aroma, taste, and character generally attributed to Canadian whiskey. Not mm. enough to contain any rye at all. But American rye whiskey... Well, that's a horse of a different color. American rye whiskey follows the same rules. Well, equally strict rules to American bourbon. It, it's almost almost the same, except one except the main difference being that it has to be made from a mash of at least fifty one percent rye. Yeah, exactly. So naturally, since Canadian rye whiskey is not necessarily rye whiskey we're not going to talk about it at all yeah. we're not going to mention it in this episode you will not hear us say canadian rye whiskey we're talking about american <laughs> rye whiskey aside from the number of times we've already mentioned canadian rye whiskey <laughs> yes that... uh, we also have an episode on canadian whiskey uh, a bunch of episodes ago so if you want to hear more about that tune into that one absolutely so let's get into the the rules about exactly what American rye whiskey is. Because, mm, well, while we're talking about it, sure. Yeah, because uh, American rye, like bourbon, has specific rules. And the first one is basically a plain swap. For a bourbon whiskey, the mash has to be at least 51% corn. Mm. For an American rye whiskey, the mash has to be at least 51% rye grain. Mm. Can be more, can't be less. Sometimes they make 100% rye. That's not very common, though. Yeah. We'll now, see somewhere between 50 and 75, or 51 and 75. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah, just like, the, uh, just like with oh, pretty much every other drink that has specific rules for it, there's rules about what proofs it can be made at, but they get really specific here. So it can't be distilled higher than 160 proof. 
can't be aged higher than 125 proof and it can't be bottled lower than 80 proof. It also, just like bourbon, must be aged in newly constructed charred oak casks. Hmm. Propping up the bourbon barrel market. Yeah. (laughs) But one thing that rye whiskey and bourbon does not have in common is a history of blood. Hmm. Well, one more thing is that rye whiskey also needs to be aged for it for at least two years before it can be sold. Yes, which is a lot like the bourbon rules about hmm. aging. Yeah, and like it, it's even in the um, the naming system. So for rye whiskey that has been aged for at least two years and has not been blended with any other spirits, it may be designated as straight rye whiskey. Like the bottle we have today, it's yeah. straight American rye whiskey. Straight American rye whiskey. So, yes, let's get into that history. Yes, so we won't go into the bloody history of bourbon. We've talked about bourbon already. Hmm. And if you're interested in that history, do please listen to our bourbon episode. Hmm. Quite quite a few years ago now, that one. Yeah. But the history of this great American drink actually owes itself to immigrants from Scotland and Ireland. Mm. It was historically prevalent. Well, rye was the historically prevalent whiskey on the north in, sorry, the historically prevalent whiskey in the northeastern states, especially Pennsylvania and Maryland. And of course, it was probably around in other places as well, but that's the spots it was best known. And it owes its beginnings to Scottish and Irish immigrants who built themselves small stills on their farms to be able to continue their distilling traditions that they had developed back in their home countries where they came from. Mm. But barley, which they had traditionally used for making whiskey back in Ireland and Scotland, did not grow well there. No, it's a very different thing. And so... The first things they tried to use were corn and rye. Yeah, and uh, rye worked really well. And they started using it and ended up inadvertently creating an excellent new American spirit. Hmm. A spirit that is distinctly different from any other style. Yeah. And uh, one we've never tried before. Which blows my mind, really. Like, we've tried a lot of booze, and this... I suppose it's not really popular in Australia, so that'd be why. Yeah, I mean, it was difficult to find. We went to many purveyors of alcohol and Mm. were unable to locate it until we went to our favourite bottle shop, which is where we should have started. Yeah. (laughs) And sure enough, they had a fair collection. Hmm. Now, this particular brand I have consumed before, what we have here is Bullet Rye, Frontier Whiskey, and I've had Bullet Bourbon, and mm. it's a good bourbon, so I've I've got some faith that this is going to be a good rye. Fantastic. Sounds like you think it's time to taste. I do. Well, time to smell first, because I expect it to smell very different to, mm. to a bourbon or a scotch or an Irish whiskey. Yeah, so a bourbon would smell sweet, smoky, uh, 
bit of charcoal, bit of bit of corn. Yeah, I am anticipating some similarities between this and bourbon just because of the cask. Mm. So it should be should be a bit smoky. Do you think it'll still be sweet? I think it might have that slight vanilla sweetness that it sometimes gets from the barrel. Mm. But probably not as sweet because there's a sweetness to corn that this won't have, especially this won't have because mm. it's a 95% rye. Yeah. All right. Let's see what it smells like. Mm, that is a wow. very unique fragrance. <laughs> you don't actually smell much smoke or charcoal. No, like that rye smell is um, very, very forward. Mm. It smells very smooth, whereas a bourbon can smell quite rough yeah like had, had it not been for drinking rye beers i probably wouldn't even know what this smell was yep that'd be that's right for me because i haven't had any rye beers before mm. Mm. all right cheers cheers wow mm. that's my first thought as well that's incredible it's smooth, it's warm, there's a bunch of tastes that I'm still trying to put my finger on. And you've got that um, tongue-tingling, almost charcoaly sourness from the bourbon barrels. Yeah. The uh, charred American oak barrels. Hmm. Wow. It tastes, I suppose, tastes more uh, grainy than a uh, bourbon, I guess. Which makes perfect sense. I mean, it's... Rye is a grain. It's yeah. it's a grain mash. Yeah. So more like um, Irish whiskey than bourbon whiskey. Yeah, and we've certainly by getting a um, by getting a ninety five percent rye mash bourbon, we've really pushed it to maximize the amount of rye flavor we're getting out of this for the mm. for the taste profile. I'm sure yeah. that there's other rye whiskies that wouldn't have as strong of a rye flavor as this but i i was drawn to it because i we have never we've never had rye before so we might as well we've never had rye whiskey mm. so we might as well go hard with rye whiskey and go on 95 percent. yeah and i i can now see why uh the mixologists the cocktail makers of yore say that you should use rye whiskey in your old-fashioned yeah oh this would go fantastic in an old-fashioned I mean, I still have the ingredients from a couple of episodes ago. You're always keen to make an old-fashioned. That's my favorite cocktail. After the mojito. Oh, yeah. They're both good. They're but both good. It's too, it's too cold for a mojito right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's, it's winter here, dear listeners in summer countries. Hmm. It's still quite sweet, which is unexpected. Yeah, what also comes as a bit of a surprise because of the smoothness is that it's a little above 80 proof. It's 45% alcohol per volume. Really? Wow. So that's, yeah, 5% stronger than your average bourbon. Yeah. Or average whiskey. And it's smooth. Yeah. I mean, it's got some kick to it, for sure. And if you're not a... Uh, neat spirit drinker, you would probably struggle still. Yeah. But 
in terms of other spirits at this percentage, yeah, it's nice. Mm. Yeah, very much so. Mm. I might have to add this to the list of things I keep in my cabinet. This is, yeah, unexpectedly yeah. good. Yeah, really, really pleasant. And still, that rye, I can't quite put my finger on the flavors that are coming out of this drink because of it. Mm. There's not really much vanilla like you expected there would be. Yeah. No, um, I mean, the, the hint of smoke and charcoal is there, but... Mm. I mean, there is a subtle, very subtle sweetness, but not... Not sweet like a bourbon. Yeah, no, not even remotely. Mm. It's, yeah, really quite interesting. Oh, so there's no... Um... There's no blurb on it or anything. It, the bottle tells us very little. Yeah. Frontier whiskey. Kind of tastes like adventure, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> It's a simpler whiskey from a simpler time. It's a very light amber colour, I reckon. Lighter than you'd expect a bourbon to be. Oh, yeah, much lighter than, than a lot of bourbons, I think. Mm. Like, I, I reckon if you like Irish whiskey and wanted to branch out, you'd like this. Yeah, this is... I mean, you can really, I guess, when you drink it, pick up those Irish whiskey roots. Mm-hmm. In, in its heritage. Yeah, for sure. I, I reckon I would hazard a guess that they use a pot still to make this versus a coffee still or a column still. Because it's got that nuance of flavor that um, that you get from an Irish whiskey and versus a uh, scotch. And like scotch whiskey is a punchy. This is not punchy. Yeah, and it has that sort of feel about it of tradition and using the original older methods and the mm. that would have been how they did it at the start. Yeah, especially if it was Irish immigrants that came forward and started distilling. Yeah, and of course, I, I imagine there's probably actually quite a broad array of different flavors in american rye whiskey because you'd have the two schools of rye whiskey the ones that began from scottish immigrants and the ones that began from irish immigrants Mm. undoubtedly then with different flavor profiles that have aspects you would attribute to one or the other yeah like this one is so reminiscent of irish whiskey right so a little bit of uh specifics about the exact rye whiskey that we're drinking according to bullet themselves Mm. bullet rye is an award-winning straight rye whiskey with a character of unparalleled spice and complexity was first released in 2011 and continues to enjoy recognition as one of the highest quality ryes available it has won a number of awards it uh at the san francisco world spirits competition it won double gold in 2011 and 2013 and won gold in 2012 2014 and 2015 the beverage testing institute gave it a gold medal and marked it exceptional in 2012 and the ultimate spirits challenge in 2014 it won the chairman's trophy got the ultimate recommendation and in 2013 and 2012 it was a finalist and highly recommended 
And the Spirit Journal gave it four stars, highly recommended in 2011. Mm. And the tasting notes they provide on it, they say it is russet in color with rich oaky aromas. The taste is exceptionally smooth with hints of vanilla, honey, and spice. Finish is crisp and clean with long lingering flavors. Ah, it's so it's 95% rye, 5% malted barley. That's where that extra sweetness comes from. Yeah. Hmm. I was wondering what the other 5% was, and hmm. there we go, malted barley. There you go. For a bit of comparison, um, George Washington himself used to uh, distill rye whiskey, and uh, his uh, the, um, the mash bill, I suppose you could call it, the uh, ratio of, of ingredients that he used uh, consisted of... 60% rye, 35% corn, and 5% barley. It's it uh, it supposedly gives the whiskey a range of spicy notes, including pepper, nutmeg, clove, caraway, and cinnamon. Which actually sounds pretty nice, too. It does. Hmm. More spicy than... Or herby. Yep, yeah, more spices than this, oh, this yeah. bourbon. I, I get the feeling that because of the flexibility of rye whiskey, it has a lot of room for variation mm. in whoever's rye you choose to have. And I suppose depending on what you like, you can have a look at the mix and what it says is in it. And what they describe the flavor profile as, because from the sounds of that versus this 95% rye, 5% malt barley, there is so much room for variation in flavor. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Scotch whiskey is effectively the same for from all the different regions, but because they use slightly different ingredients, it's... It creates vastly different flavors. Yeah, and that's, I suppose, this is the same as long as there's more than 51%, mm. the rest of it can really be whatever they like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's get back in, let's get back to the history because, well, because its popularity kind of grew alongside bourbon, didn't it? Like they, yeah. they were almost siblings for a while until prohibition kicked in. Mm well they were they were siblings they were uh selling almost selling barrel for barrel up until the 1930s or 1920s uh, 20s yeah 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 1920s when prohibition kicked in and yeah and unfortunately it uh the the rye whiskey industry didn't recover from that yeah like the and i guess that's why there's a lot more bourbon available now than there is Rye whiskey, but it's coming back. Well, also, and bourbon is has been named the national drink of America. Of course, it's going to be more popular than anything else. Well, yes. But rye whiskey deserves a place. It's earned it. Oh, 100%. The, the taste is definitely unique. Mm. Like, it, it deserves to be considered its own thing and not called a bourbon or called a scotch or called it anything else and certainly 
something that is a blend mixed of other things that don't even contain rye should not be named rye whiskey <laughs> because surely it doesn't taste like this. And none of the Canadian whiskeys I've had tasted like this. Mm. But we're not talking about Canadian whiskey. We're, we're not mentioning that in this episode at all. <laughs> That's important. Yes, not mentioning Canadian whiskey. No, we haven't. We haven't mentioned it. We're not going to mention it. <laughs> oh, you want me to cut that out? No, no, leave, leave it in. That's, oh, that's a joke. It's, it's a running joke, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a Trump reference. Is it? It's a sneaky Trump reference mm. where he constantly says, didn't do it, haven't done it. Gotcha. But also a running joke in that we have mentioned it, we keep mentioning it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, let's talk... Gee, you finished that quickly. It's really good. Yeah. I'm savoring it. Mm. So I, I was for for a moment feeling like we should try this on ice to see what difference that makes. Mm. I think that'd be a, give it a disservice though, because it's already so smooth that it wouldn't need it. It would mute it too much. I would, I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't believe it does need to be. Doesn't need to be smoothed. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what flavors it would lose, because a lot of its flavors are subtle. Like mm. the vanilla is really subtle. Yeah. And I mean that honey note that they mentioned on their tasting notes, I didn't notice until after they told me it was that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like now that I'm looking for it, yeah. maybe it's there. Like like all the like all the wine connoisseurs that say this has notes of toast and almonds. And you're like, uh huh. Uh huh. Tastes like Shiraz. Yeah. Yep. Tastes like wine. <laughs> Tastes like a red. Mm. Where you've left the tea bag in too long. <laughs> uh, we should talk about cocktails that involve rye because... Yes. As I've mentioned many times so far, uh, the Old Fashioned was built for this cocktail. Yeah. For this, uh, the Old Fashioned was built for this... Uh, whiskey. Yes, and certainly you could also use it to make a pretty good Manhattan. Oh, 100%. You've also got the uh, Man of War cocktail, the Rock and Rye, the Rye Manhattan. Huh. The um, the picture for the Rye Manhattan on uh, Drizzly or Google shows this rye whiskey. Shows the Bullet Creek. Shows the Bullet Rye. Ah. And let us not forget the highball. Which traditionally calls for rye whiskey. <laughs> and I think it would make quite an interesting boilermaker. Yes. Though so you'd really want to make sure you had the right beer. Mm. Uh, you've got rye and gi- a rye and ginger cocktail. That'd, yeah, actually, it'd go really well with ginger beer. Or, sorry, not ginger beer, dry ginger ale. Yeah, and literally, that's, that's what the highball calls for. Rye whiskey, ginger ale, ice, served in a Collins highball. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, we've got to talk about this one. It's called the rye opener. So in the rye opener, you've got two parts rye whiskey, one one quarter part Amaro, one quarter part uh, coffee liqueur, one eighth simple syrup, two dashes orange bitters, two dashes Angostura, one flamed orange peel. There's a cocktail where you can use the damn tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> if you've still got it. I do. If only I had bitters. 
Because I don't have Angostura or Orange, and I really should. Like they're they're uh, two things that are very much missing from my. I'm surprised. From my bar shelf, yeah. I'm surprised. Uh, well, I have both of those. So if you want to borrow them for a week. Oh, well, <laughs> that's all right. Do you still have absinthe? Yeah. Because then you now <laughs> have in. We now have here all the ingredients for a Sazerac. Oh. Rye whiskey, Angostura bitters, sugar, absinthe, lemon to garnish. I have all of these things. Plus, and well, currently we've got the rye. So are and, you saying you want one of those? And the rye is also here. Well, we've had a lot of old fashions. Have you ever had a Sazerac? I have not. We should, I think, at this point, stop talking about cocktails mm. and rate this in bottle caps because it is yet another thing we've not consumed before and that means it must be rated. Mm. Uh, well, I would rate this pretty highly because it's so smooth. Um, and if if this is uh, indicative of all rye whiskies, I really, really like it. I really, really like it. So I'd give this a nine. I It loses a point because of its difficulty to find in Australia. Yeah, so I guess we should probably do two ratings, one for this rye whiskey in particular mm. and one for rye whiskey as a whole. Well, we can't do rye whiskey as a whole. Because we've only had this one. So really yeah. we're just rating this one drink. Yeah. Yeah, we're just rating the Bullet Rye 95 straight whiskey. Mm. And... I'm assuming it rye whiskies are similar to this. I'm assuming they're all going to be rye flavored and well, yes. slightly sweet. And that yeah, we know there'll be variation, but yeah, I, I would be inclined to agree that I would expect similarities to this in any rye whiskey that we might consume. Mm. And yeah, I really like this as well. I think that rye whiskey is probably going to become one of those things that I get home from a tough day and I'm like I'm having a rye whiskey because mm. that, that's a drink you can just relax to after a hard day yeah absolutely and it's like I said before it's not uh, punchy like a scotch it's not a event to drink it, I guess. Yeah, like it's smooth enough, simple enough, yet complex enough. Mm. It, yeah, it takes all the boxes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it my first nine. No, I think I've actually rated something yeah, nine you before. Have. I'm pretty sure you rated something nine and a half before, and you're like, nope, can't give it a ten. Yeah, le- <laughs> leaving leaving the half just in case. But yeah, I I would give this nine bottle caps because I I do really like it. Mm. Damn it. I'm going to have to get myself a bottle now. You'll have to go to our favorite bottle shop. Which is not nearby for me. Which is not nearby <laughs> for you. It's the only place that has it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We've finished our drinks. And we've, we've finished put the cork, this episode. And we've put the cork back in the bottle. So, yeah. If you liked what you heard, everybody, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite po- on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and many more. 
And you can find us on the socials, Facebook and Instagram as a good drop podcast. Mm. And if you want to check out our giant backlog of previous episodes, jump on our website, agooddrop.com.au, where you can go through our library of 145, now 146 different episodes on different drinks from beer to whiskey to cider to wine to what on earth makes a good glass yeah we've uh, we've explored a lot mm. and it's all worth checking out definitely and but if you see a subject you haven't you if you don't see a subject you want to hear about shoot us an email to a good drop at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and be sure to tune in next time when we explore the weird and wonderful in unusual beers. Mm. I mean, my working title was going to be Weird Beers, but <laughs> let's go with unusual well, beers. Well, isn't it the same, yes. really? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, get, we're getting weird, and we're tasting weird things, and we're tasting weird beers, and hopefully they taste wonderful. That's oh, going to be great. Yeah, yeah. We hope. <laughs> We're not going to know what these are before we taste them. Yeah, find out next time. Mm. So until then, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>